I am your density. Welcome to Crush Fictionally. It's Michelle Veray, and with me, as always, is... Kimberly Trung. And we are so excited to uh, talk today about declarations of love or the best Mm. declarations of love and our two lovely guests that you will be hearing from. But I have a question for all of you. Mm. I think I know Kim's answer, I think, but I'm not 100%. Do any of you believe in destiny? Maybe you believe in density. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I believe in density. <laughs> I don't believe in density. Um, destiny, I fate, hate that the universe is like designed in a certain way. Um, no. Ah, <laughs> interesting. This is Lauren. No. <laughs> Not at all. I don't. Um, I mean, I, I love to think that it's real. I just, I don't believe mm-hmm. that there is a larger plan. Mm-hmm. I think it's all random collisions of molecules. <laughs> I love that. Density. (laughs) Full circle. It all comes back to density. (laughs) It sure does. Um, Um, Christina, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know what the universe's plan is, but there are so many times when I think of all the things that had to happen or not happen for Lo and I to yes, meet each other yes, yes. at such a weird, we met at Comic-Con and we were, we're both like living such kind of different lives in different states and that we met and instantly liked each other and decided to start writing it together because who does that? <laughs> like we didn't know each other that well. So there's some, something somewhere like a, I have to feel like something nudged us somewhere. I I love that. It uh so you too actually sh- I have I constantly fluctuate where I'm like, "Oh, all of this can't be planned. That's crazy. We are de- we can decide our destiny and other people decide our destiny, uh our lives and choices and what have you." But I also am so fascinated by coincidence and I'm so fascinated by the idea of like you said, Christina, all the millions of actions that had to be taken for this one moment to happen. That to me, I find so incredibly fascinating. Uh, I just made fun of my boyfriend right before we started recording. But when I think about all the things that had to happen for him and I to cross paths in the first place, it's just insane. Um, So I, it's one of those things where <laughs> I'm. I want to believe. I constantly say this joke as I'm the X Files. I'm David Duchovny. I want to believe, but uh, I'm also very skeptical, and it fluctuates by the day as to like where I'm leaning. I I think I'm skeptical in part because I don't like the idea that destiny implies that there wasn't a ton of work put into that you didn't have your own choice or like you didn't. Right. And then when Christine and I met, we made the choice to work together. And then from that day on, um, all of the things that we worked hard on to make the working relationship strong and to Mm -hmm. make the writing better and all of that, it's like, those were things that we actively did, you know? Yes. So I do love the idea that like there was serendipity in us meeting. And I can't deny that when we are together working in the same room, there's just a different vibe than when we are Mm. in separate places. So I know that it's not just all, you know, um, beep, boop, boop, robot (laughs) stuff. But I also, I do think, you know, destiny sort of takes some of the choice out of where we are. There's this song by the Wailers called Chances Are. And I think it's like the sweetest 
love song. Um, one of the sweetest love songs. Kim and I have talked before, like, what are the chances? Like, what are the chances the same that Kim and I know each other through working together? And what are the chances that we would meet that way? Like, I'm always struck by that. Like, if you run into somebody you haven't seen in a long time or just exactly how you that you both described like how you met it's like what are the chances that that it would happen and i so i kind of feel like i'm in middle of the road like there had to be something in the universe that aligned to put you at comic at the same time together in comic-con and that you had like you know to borrow from the batch like an instant connection but you had like this really true connection (laughs) (laughs) and i think that's so sweet i think that's but i'm always struck by that like all the things that had to happen but it implies like a little bit of choice as well right because i don't know oh go ahead i don't know how many people read like acknowledgements in books but it's funny because when we were writing the ones for soulmate like um low wrote this line so we always write something to each other where it's like we, I think it says something like we just wrote a book about soulmates. How about that? Because I just really think like soulmates aren't necessarily like the person you marry. And like there, I have no friends like Lo. I don't know anybody that I feel the way I feel about Lo with. It's just like such a weird random thing. It's so funny. She got her vaccine and I was, and my husband got their, his on the same day. And I was like, both my spouses oh, got vaccinated today. So <laughs> that is I so love sweet. that. It's, I, oh my God. So you, uh, look, I'm a big Sex and the City fan. I also acknowledge all the <gasps> problems with it. Are you, are you going you know to take it out of my brain? Kim, stop reading. Yeah. Can I, I see my boyfriend makes fun of me all the time. Cause he's like, you've seen this episode. I'm like, I've seen all these episodes <laughs> like 40 times each, but the episode where Charlotte has mm-hmm. her aha moment about, cause she's like deep in the weeds, trying to find her man, trying to find her husband. And yep. she has that aha moment at the end of the episode where she's like, what if the four of us, we're each other's soulmates mm-hmm, and yeah. the men in our lives are just the people we have fun with. And I was like, yes, like the, <laughs> the best writing ever. I was like, yes, I'm feeling this feminist, like female empowerment, like loving the woman, your best friend or whomever in your life. Like, I love that. I truly, uh, I tr- that show, that line of dialogue put into words something I had in the back of my mind for quite some time, which is like, don't get me wrong. I, I think spousal love and uh, relationship love yeah, and is, is important and, and it's special, but um, I hate that soulmates are tied purely to romance and it can't be tied to like a platonic what honestly is going to be an everlasting love, right? Friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I love I've it. only seen a few episodes of Sex in the City. I've not seen that one. Uh, <laughs> oh. Kind of that, I mean, it for you. So sorry. It's oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's an I older episode. I when it was on. There's all these things that people watch, and I'm just like, what was I doing during this time? <laughs> you were having a kid. That's when you had a little kid. You guys were writing sure, books. My God. I mean... In all fairness, uh, it, this is very funny, but I started watching Sex and the City when I was in college, but it, only because the reruns were playing on my free cable that I got in my dorm. And I was like, ooh, this is a good show. So all I knew about Sex and the City were the edited versions. And then, <gasps> oh my God. Really? Yes. 
I didn't yes. know that. That's because I didn't know there was a difference. There's oh yeah, the no, TBS I mean, version. Yeah, there's like the one that they show on basic cable or whatever we call it. And there's the version that's obviously on HBO. And I started watching the HBO version. I mean, version. there's like no Samantha in the in the like regular in the edited version. Yeah, they usually they usually like, cut like half more than half the yeah. dialogue. So they're like, oh, can't cannot repeat that. It, it's so good. I'm well now like. How many years later? Literally two decades later, I'm now watching the unedited versions on Just HBO. Now? And it's... It's real different. Yeah. It's oh, sublime. My God. My God. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> it's, a di- it's still great. It's obviously got all the, the juicy stuff in there. But I'm like, hmm, I guess I should not be watching Sex in the City on TBS or whatever I was watching it on. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need, you need the like full strength <laughs> HBO know, version. The full strength <laughs> is so good. It leaves, there's just yeah. major storylines that they completely cut out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it seems like, there, you know, there's like usually obviously four different storylines for the four different characters and usually one and a half of them from what I've seen between the edited and the non-edited gets completely cut out. I was like, oh my God, Samantha does well, and this? They also, they also tackle a lot of intimacy issues during sex. And so right. I think you're going to miss a lot of the emotional depth of the show if you get a lot of that censored out. Right. So. I love the show. I love it. Edited. <laughs> edited anyway. or not, or edited, like limited or full strength. You love it. I'm still mad that they're not bringing, that Samantha's not coming back in these new episodes. Although I am very skeptical of these new episodes especially without, without Samantha. That is all I will say. I've said my piece about Sex and the City. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, who do we have for our guest today? Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of soulmates, we've got two soulmates in real life joining us. Um, we are so excited for our two guests today. Um, we have... Uh, we have Christina and Lauren, and you will get to know their names and voices a little bit more. But Christina and Lauren is the combined pen name for these two longtime friends and writing pals. So Christina Hobbs and Laura Billings, they have written so many best-selling books. New York Times, USA Today, number one internationally best-selling book list, um, the bold and the beautiful and wild season series, Dating You slash Hating You, Autobiography, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, The Honeymooners, which is hilarious, and many, many more. I enjoyed um, In a Holidays, which you will see in the frames that are right behind them. We post the pictures on Instagram, um, which I highly recommend as well, even if you're not in the middle of a holiday season. But their new book, The Soulmate Equation, will be coming out on hardcover on May 18th. So we highly recommend you check out their book. Uh, Kirkus Reviews calls The Soulmate Equation a sexy, science-filled, and surprising romance full of warm and wit. So ladies, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was a fun book to write. I loved this book. Um, Speaking of soulmates, there is a main character named Jess, and she has a friend named Fizzy. Now, I know we're not here to put in any requests whatsoever, but um, <laughs> we're hearing it. <laughs> if I could I know just get an entire series, Kim knows uh, we loved this character, Fizzy. Is it her last name, Chen, or did I make that up? Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, you guys, uh, listeners, 
this whole book will have you laughing. This character in particular is uh, might be hands down one of my favorites. The way you wrote her was so incredible. I was like, oh, more of her, please. Always, <laughs> she was so great. <laughs> She's fun. I mean, it's it's always fun to have a character who's sort of the they pull the drama back in a scene, right? Mm-hmm. And so Fizzy does a good job of bringing a little bit of humor or more. Um, but yeah, she was a lot of fun to write. Oh, she was great. And there is um, a lot of like a soulmate equation kind of between her, the two, the main character and her friend Fizzy because they're kind of really good friends and lean on each other, friends mm-hmm. and family. And I think that's really sweet. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add about the book. I know there were definitely moments where I was like, I want to like dog ear this page because there were either things that made me laugh so hard or some things that there is was a declaration of love in there that I was like, oh, <laughs> there oh, is. I can't. Um, Yeah, so it's a story of Jess Davis. She's our first single mom that we've ever written. Mm -hmm. And um, we really loved writing her daughter, Juno. We don't usually put kids in our romance. I think we both are moms. And so for us, you know, it's, um, it's not always a place we go. We know a lot of readers sometimes just want to live in a world where it's just about the romance. But Juno is definitely additive. She's a really fun kid. Um, We really loved writing her and Fizzy and the cast, um, the other cast of characters, which is Nana and Pops, which are Jess's mm-hmm. grandparents. And then the hero River is this sort of stoic, it's a grumpy, not grumpy sunshine, because Jess is kind of <laughs> grumpy too. <laughs> um, but the premise is that uh, River's company has founded this, uh, he's founded a company based on a technology that uses DNA sequencing and a whole profile of personality tests and emotional questionnaires and whatnot to create an algorithm that helps you find your soulmate through your DNA. And um, it was just really fun for us, I think, to think about how to make something like this feel realistic, even though it's not out there. You know, what what would it have to look like from a scientific point of view? And um, how would that work? And it was really fun. It was. It was one of the most fun books I think we've written and it was really fun outlining it sometimes outlining a book um is like a little harder or we end up having to go back and redo something but this I had flown we wrote it like the end-ish of 2019 the beginning of 2020 I think and so I had flown out to California and we got the kids off to school and we were just in the house um, getting ready to outline and there's this moment where we like sit down and we like just look at each other like okay you start (laughs) and and as many books as we've written together um we still every single so we always we always try to outline in person it just works better Mm, that way but every single time we look at each other and go how do we do this again (laughs) like always how do you every time yeah yeah so i swear we went through this whole like comically like I love Lucy type thing where we were like, I've got no cards. I've got post-its. What if we put them here? What if we put them on the window? <laughs> we can move them around that way. But look, oh my God. Do you have any wrapping paper? We can write 12 on hours paper. later. <laughs> it really yeah. was. You would think that we'd never written a book before and it was yeah. our 28th book. It's just so funny. Yeah. But we usually do that for a couple of days and watch movies and order food and pace in our kitchen and do all of these things. And it's just the like, the chemistry that kind of happens when yeah. we're in that, like that place and just bouncing ideas off each other. And that was a, just a really, really fun time outlining this book. Oh my God. 
I have, have a million to say, <laughs> Kim. Well, I don't want to take away from Kim's question, oh, but I will. There, we should probably not have me ask these questions <laughs> on the podcast because they have nothing to do with what we're talking about. But yes, go on. that's okay. <laughs> but I will say, I was so impressed. I'm, if you guys told me that you knew all things about like genetic testing, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm fully bought into this like fictitious company. I'm like, where do I send my? Does someone need my DNA for me to find my soulmate? Like, I just, I was so. Enthralled. Y'all take customers. Was, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you want my money? Take my money. Um, I was fascinated. You guys must have done a ton of research because I was blown away by everything that, not just from a company perspective, but when you're talking about Jess, who is very data driven and she's a statistician. I mean, I need to call my friend who does usability and be like, "Have you read this book?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we had a little bit of, you know, help because my husband's a biochemist. And wow. so he knows Hello a lot. Hello is stuff. a scientist. She's a PhD neuroscientist, even though she's not going to say oh, it. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Why? Okay. But, <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have some of that in our, in our background and, um, not you know, me, just making I know. sure that it all tracks. <laughs> me neither. You know? me. Uh, I just didn't want it to read to somebody who has this, you know, a degree in genetics and have them be like, this is ridiculous. So we did have some sensitivity readers who, um, and like scientist pre-readers that's that awesome. we had read through. That's yeah. so cool. Oh um, man, I love seeing how the sausage gets made. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> although usually that's a negative uh, phrase. I mean it in a positive way. I, <laughs> I got you, Kim. I got you. I got you. That's all right. Uh, listeners, we are talking t- again to Lauren Billings and Christina Hobbs about today, declarations of love. What fictional characters declared their love in the best way? And let's go ahead and formally start the show. So, listeners, we're back. You're listening to Crush Fictionally. We are talking declarations of love. I just made up a song. Uh, I love it. Uh, music producers, it's yours. Uh, you can take <laughs> it. Uh, I don't need to have the rights to that. But yeah, declarations of love. Fictional characters who had to go out on a limb, Oof. express their feelings, maybe maybe to their detriment. Who knows? We'll find out shortly. But before we get into our crushes and reveal you know, who we think had the best declaration of love... Christina, Lauren, Michelle, I pose this question out to the group. Mm-hmm. Have you been in a position where you had that anxiety of having to tell someone you love someone for the first time? I'm sure we've all been there. But is, does anybody have a special story or something funny that may have happened to them Uh when you went to go profess your love for somebody. (laughs) This is where I, so this is Christina. I'm going to say that this is my shortcoming in being a romance writer that I had. I met my husband when I was not quite 16 and I have been married to him ever since. And I just turned 45. So I'm going to have my, 20, I don't know what year it is, 27th, <laughs> I think, 
wedding anniversary. <gasps> I don't know. I got married in 94 when wow. I was 18. So um, I he's the only person I've ever like, I think, seriously said I love you too. Oh. Oh, that's but, a good but, story. It's so weird. But that's teen love, though, right there. So was yeah. there like a cute little like teen love? Like I don't know. Like he no, took you we to, have the, <laughs> to the to the dance. We have the dumbest. No, we have the sort of dumbest. Like uh, even how we started dating. That um, I, I I liked him, but somebody else had asked him to a dance, and so oh, I decided to drama. turn up at this restaurant that he was going okay. to. Okay, and then my friends. When I went to the bathroom, my friends said that it was my birthday so that he would notice me. And then <gasps> I'm such a rule follower that I was terrified I was going to get busted. <gasps> um, but so he came over to my house like a few days later and we started seeing each other and stuff. And then at some point he kissed me and he said, it's official. And oh. that is the <gasps> dumbest. <laughs> that is the like dorkiest. No. Like, um, first of all, you said this was like the dumbest story, but I think this is like the that sweetest so teen sweet. story. Where's the consent in there? I love this so much. I love that. I love that your friend like made it, like made up the lie so he would pay attention. I love that you had like <laughs> oh the guts to go to the restaurant that he was at. Was he <clears throat> on a date with the other girl or he, he was, was on a date he was at a dance oh and boy. i came back from the bathroom and sat down and all of a sudden there were these tambourines and they like we were at a mexican restaurant they came out and they were like it's your birthday this keeps they getting this better sombrero yeah. on my head and i went it is and then <laughs> the rest of the meal i was like they're gonna find out it's not my birthday and then when we sort of like he came over he was like how was your birthday and i was like fine <laughs> Oh, I don't even know when I told him it wasn't my. I, that was going to be my next question. Was like, <laughs> yeah. when did he find out your true birthday? <laughs> he's like, he's like right know. now when he he listens to this. Podcast, I know, right? He still gives her presents every. He like shows <laughs> up on April first. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what? Oh what? yeah, it's my it's birthday. birthday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is so sweet. Uh, how about you, Michelle or Lauren? Do you guys have a funny? declaration of love that has happened in your love life? I just know ones where, I mean, I, I've had a lot more dating experiences. So I didn't meet my husband until I was 25. Um, but I don't think any of them were that special. The only ones I can remember that were funny are when people said they love you, that I, I love you to me and I did not feel the same way. And so I just had to like, gingerly you're back sweet. out of the moment yeah <laughs> thank oh, you you're so Mom. sweet you like so there were a few of those <laughs> um that has that ever happened to me it's definitely happened to me i guess that's probably oh. my funny story is i was dating this guy not for very long and we liked each other we were definitely not in a love phase like we had only been dating for a short while and I was at work and he called me I don't know if we were like arranging like dinner or going out whatever that night or later on and he finished the call and he's like okay love you bye or something like I love you and and I remember sitting at my desk at work being like there was just this long pause where he realized that he said it and then I like to Lauren's point like I didn't feel that way towards him so it was kind of like (laughs) thank you or like bye I'll see you later like oh yeah okay bye (laughs) sounds good (laughs) like like and it and it was just and then I think that became like the elephant in the room 
like yeah. the beginning of the demise of our, Wait, but of our you, dating. Do you think he meant to do that? Or do you think that was an accident? Because you know, like when you, I do that too, where I'm like, okay, I love you, bye. I've definitely accidentally told people I love them because I, it, it's just habit for me to say, okay, love you, bye. bye. But like, do you think that was... Oh yeah, because was, then it became, then we had to talk about it and he was just like, I feel this way. And I was like, oh, oh it was, wasn't, a, wasn't a mistake. Now this is so oh, awkward. That's painful. Yeah. The, the guy who said it to me, it was at a concert and I had... But I had an extra ticket and he came along and I knew he had a crush on me. I knew he had had feelings for me, but I'm very tall. And in high school, I was just not self-conscious about it. I liked being tall, but I was aware how tall Mm. I was. And he was a very short relative to me. Mm. And so what happened was he did this thing where he started trying to like stretch to like kiss my cheek. And I was like, what's happening? This is so weird. (laughs) And then it was this very like soft, like, right near my ear and it was just like the whole thing is so painful and he like could barely talk to me again after that day it was so awful oh my god oh they're there (laughs) they're there as lauren pats down below her shoulder like thank you so much i need you to know that i in michelle's story in my head in a split second wrote this entire fic in my head (laughs) where somebody said i love you and hung up and then she sat at her desk and was like Jeez, I love you. Oh my God. And then later she's like, I love you. And he's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Why? What? Wait, what? Like not even realizing he had done it. And yeah. Um, That is a very. I would love that. Then it would have meant I actually loved him. There's an alternate universe where you loved him. There was an alternate universe where we're together. And he said, I loved you, love you on the phone. And you were like, oh, my God, guys. You turned to your coworkers. <laughs> he finally said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor man. Uh, all these poor men we've just heard about. Guys, I don't have a funny story about a declaration of love, at least not one that I can think of. Um, I wish there was like a funny story. I feel like I've seen it in either like a TV show. Maybe I read it in a book where it's like someone – like one person in this couple says like, I love this meal. Like, and there's like a long pause and like the other person yeah. wants them to say like, I love you. And then it turns. Or wants them to not yeah. say it. And <laughs> it's like, like- <laughs> I love this spaghetti is, this spaghetti is incredible. You know, like I just feel like that I've seen that. And I think that's just like a funny moment because there's that tension building between the two of them where one of them wants to say it and maybe then it doesn't play out how the other person anticipated. I think that's so funny. I wish I had that kind of story, but I think it's just fictional. (laughs) I feel like I've seen it in a movie, but now I can't place it, of course. Uh, Well, the audience is waiting with bated breath. They need to know who our fictional crushes are this mm-hmm. week, who've had the best declarations of love. Lauren, Christina, would either of you want to go first? You are our guest of honor. And either of you can jump in and let us know who, what fictional character had the best declaration of love. Well, I chose one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. Um, which is The Princess Bride. Where um, Wesley would tell Buttercup, like, as you wish. And and every time he said, as you wish, whether he was getting the water pot, the water pitcher, or he was like, you know, polishing her saddle or whatever. And he'd say, as you wish. And it just always meant, I love you. And then when he rolls down the hill and his mask comes off and he's like, as you wish. 
anyway, I love I it. I love that movie. I have... Um, told Kim many a time that that movie to me has like everything, you know, like the beginning when they're setting up the mo- like the book and they're like, this movie has like murder and uh, lo- true love and, you know, like horses, like they're naming all these things. It's like sword fighting. This movie has like absolutely everything. And it's my favorite Carrie Ewell's hands down. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I don't know that I've loved him since. Sorry, but it's true. <laughs> you know, I see him occasionally in stuff and I'm like, that's a departure. <laughs> what was the one the other day that I saw him in? He, so he was in Liar Liar with Jim Carrey yes. and he's like the dorky new boyfriend. Oh, he's, yeah. He's the doctor guy. He's in Twister. He's oh. in Twister. He's the in Friends, Friends with Benefits or... No Strings Attached, one of those where he's the doctor that Natalie Portman hits on, but he's not... You're like, is that Carrie Ewell's? He's also in Stranger Things. I saw him in something oh, recently, yes, and I yes. was like, he's a, oh. he's a politician or a boss or something. Yeah, 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 and not, not a, not in a good way. But I have a great picture with with Carrie Ewell. You she do? <laughs> yes, we'll make sure we send it to you guys. Oh my god, because so, we met him uh, at a publishing was event, having their ninetieth birthday party. Simon and Schuster's our publisher. And um, we were invited. And so there were like a lot of, you know, like Mary Higgins Clark was there. Wow. And there's just like lots of, and they were, that was the year that, um, that his they, op- his autobiography, as, yeah. I think it's called As You Wish, came out. So oh. he was there. And I have this picture and I look so tickled. Can you see it? <gasps> Vi- oh, I they you are. guys. Oh my. I am you guys look like a couple. Like, I know. I call it their party. <laughs> <laughs> <children. laughs> but I was looking. I was looking at the camera. Logue on it. Like I know, right? <laughs> oh, so I'm always so like, good. We look like we're going to prom. Oh, that's a good picture. Yes, please send we'll us send that. it to you guys. You guys can share it in the show notes. Was he lovely mm, yes. in person, though? Yes, he was totally oh, lovely. Thank you. And yeah. there were so many people at this. Well, the, okay. So first of all, the party was not super crowded. It was a very well done affair but then the people who were there were very much like you know glomming onto him and he was really sweet he spent time with everybody he asked us what we did he was like very you know he was lovely oh Oh, i love that sweet he makes he makes that that role absolutely perfect and if i remember correctly there's like some interesting fact where like he he was like turned on to the princess bride story through somebody or something like, like through his dad. And it was like handed down. There's like some really cool, like dad story, which I'm not doing a good, I'm not doing it justice, but I was like, Oh, I really love that. I love that. And he's, he's perfect as Wesley in this. Yes. He's amazing. What a good pick. Thank you. Now, Christina, Mm -hmm. who's your pick? Um, So the other day, I cannot remember what channel it was on. We still have cable. I know a lot of people have got rid of cable, but we still have it. And um, I just love when you just turn on the TV and there's like an event happening. Yes. It looks like you're sort of like watching TV. Right. Like it's the Harry like Potter. The good days. It was a Patrick Swayze hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, so they had Roadhouse. Of course. Which you for- I totally forgot how insanely ridiculous that <laughs> right, is, right. but it does not matter. Um, it doesn't matter. And then Ghost was on, <laughs> and I had not, I hadn't seen Ghost in forever. And one thing I've like really been like loving lately is it's not always just the like initial "I love you." It's the like maybe the one that comes later yes. or after they mess things up or something. And I just love 
that I, I love that he says ditto that he won't say I love you. And then that moment at the end when he's getting ready to leave and she says, um, he says, I love you. And she says, ditto back. Oh. I just, I just love that. Cause it's just her thing. I love when people have a thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That is Ghost? a real good one. We had a we had a an episode recently of uh oh shoot why am I blanking on the theme and I brought up uh, oh, we with body did it with swapping sweet, body swapping wasn't it body uh, swapping? I was no grand no, gestures sorry no grand, grand gestures. gestures there there you go I mean either would work because <laughs> we've done both we've done both like listeners we've done both. Uh, yeah, we have done both, uh, but yeah, we had a grand gestures episode and I listed Patrick Swayze, um, uh, coming back from the dead from I'm like, does it get any grander than a man who's like, you know what? No. I can't move on to the next world yet. I got to make sure my girl's okay. <laughs> and it's I got to tell her prime, I love her. It's prime Swayze. It's oh. okay. I have questions about ghosts though. Oh. And I know we all have the same question, mm-hmm. but when he takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body, mm-hmm. Is Whoopi Goldberg making out with Demi Moore in that scene? Pretty much. Okay, but that's the same question as in Wonder Woman 2. Is she <laughs> making, is she making out Wonder with Woman, the not a Chris Pine guy? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it just it's such a weird it is. thing that we're supposed to just suspend disbelief, which is fine. It's totally I've fine. The scene it works. so many times. Yeah. So it's far. just like <laughs> Christina read my mind. I was like, yes, in both cases they are, but we just never see it. So it's like you didn't see yeah, it. It didn't. Just, it's like Vegas. Didn't happen. Not necessary. <laughs> just not necessary. I will. I will. I will be there with you mentally. Uh, not that we don't love Whoopi Goldberg and her Oda Mae Brown, who fantastic. Yes. But yeah. Oh yeah. I, I mean, uh, I mean, totally. I would be down with that scene. It's just like you know, I, just logistically, wouldn't that? Just, just, just that both of them out of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's definitely that. Um, (laughs) uh, Molly made out with Otome. That's what happened. Um, I love that movie. I love that pick. That is one of those films where if I'm not ugly crying at the end of it, I don't. I mean, I'm not watching the movie. I must be doing something else. Um, I must be distracted because that moment, like the music's playing, you've got that glow around Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. The angels are calling him to heaven. He's he 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 did his business. He finished his business here on earth. And ah. Uh, God. And her Demi single Moore. tear, her like eyes welling mm-hmm. up, like the minute <laughs> exactly. that Christina was describing that scene, I I mentally pictured Demi Moore. She's standing there, and the single oh. tear rolls down, and she says ditto, and I'm like, same Kim, ugly oh. crying. And that movie and has have- such a great sex scene. That's not even that sexy. <laughs> like it's not. I don't know. I don't mean sexy. It's not that sexy. It's not graphic. Mm-hmm. No. Like they're just like the pottery and stuff. It doesn't matter. No. It's so hot as they've ever yeah. seen. We're totally and they also just yeah. that they're most beautiful. Like yes. both of yes. them are so beautiful in that movie. Yes. I'm just like, how? Lauren, how are you? She talks, Lauren read my mind. She talks about it in her book. Oh, she does. Oh. Yeah, she does. I think she, she cut, I might be making this up, but she cut her hair right before that. And they were like, oh. You did a thing. <laughs> oh, she just like showed up with dark, with her short hair. It was and, like Felicity I, before yeah, Felicity. Oh, stop. Yes, Lauren, stop. Get out of my brain, Lauren. Stop. <laughs> yeah, uh, I oh. loved her hair in that. First of I was all, say, I I'm like, it, yeah. she's got that. She can pull off. She, that yeah, look. she could pull it off. That not then, everybody can sure. pull off that look, but she can pull mm-hmm. off that look. I don't mind it. I don't mind that pixie cut on good old mm-hmm. Molly. 
I will say uh, my mom is a huge Patrick Swayze fan because she loved Dirty Dance. She loves Dirty Dancing. Uh, my mom is a retired <clears throat> teacher. And so when she was teaching in school, she had a couple things in her classroom that, she, you know, she had stuff for the kids and like posters and stuff. But she had a cardboard cutout of Patrick Swayze, no joke, in her classroom. <laughs> I love and, this woman. Um, <laughs> She grew up in Minnesota. She's a big Vikings fan. So she had like Vikings paraphernalia and posters. And so it was Vikings, Patrick Swayze, and maybe some other stuff in, in between. So not too long ago, um, I was picking up something at the pharmacy and I gave the gal my name. And she, the gal who works here, goes, Oh my God, one of my teachers used to be a Varay. And I was like, Oh, okay. And she's, and I said, Well, my mom. Well, do you remember your teacher's name? Because it's not a super common name, even in the Bay Area. But I was like, uh, that might be my mom. And I was like, what was your teacher's name? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember her first name. But does your mom like Patrick Swayze and the Vikings? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's my mom. So I called up my mom to tell her, and she knew, she remembered the girl. And I said, this girl is like super hyped up on, you know, remembering those two things only. And of course, then I have to go back to this pharmacy. She mentions it's like we're it's like she's a goldfish. She doesn't remember the last time I was there. So every time she's like, she's like, like oh, 50 my, first dates. Yeah, exactly. I was like, come on, Lucy, 50 first dates. She's like, oh, my teacher, blah, blah, blah. Does your mom? I was like, it's it's my mom. She's like, oh, is your mom into Patrick Swayze and the Vikings? And I was like, yes, that's my mom. And so, the other day, my I was telling my mom, I was like, I cannot go back and see this. That she's lovely, this young girl, but I cannot have this conversation for like the sixth time. Am I- no, you need to go back and figure out how many times before she remembers. She remembers that my mom is the one who loves Patrick Swayze and the Minnesota Vikings. And my mom's stone cold is like, God, I'd hope that's not the only thing that girl remembers. Like, <laughs> well, clearly it is. I was like, I think it is. She's clearly, she's doing all right. She's a pharmacist, but she's she remembers two things from her junior high school teacher. <laughs> And that is Patrick Swayze is one half of it. So this will be me because I worked in a junior high and I had a Harry Styles cut out in my oh office my. and we used to decorate it for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and so somebody somewhere. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this moment to come full circle. Oh, and they're like, oh my God, wait. that I teacher. I wish I still had it. I would have decorated him this whole year and had him in my office with me. Oh my. It's March again, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You dress him up like a, a like a leprechaun or something for St. Patrick's Day. I don't know. We, you know, spread him out uh, over several holidays. I'm sure you can make the most of Harry Styles cut out. Um, that is so funny. Uh, I wish my teachers had cutouts of hot dudes, but that never happened. The most memorable thing I think I remember is from the fourth grade. My teacher, Miss Easley. Uh, during Christmas time, it was, I guess, class requirement for all of us to sit around and listen to Jackson 5's Christmas album. Which is a fire album. That it's whole album is so, so fire. Good. It's so fire. I have no issues with this, but I think I'm like, certainly this is not the curriculum. <laughs> like She was so passionate day. about the Jackson 5. All oh, day I'm it. listening to Mama kissing Santa Claus. It was it was fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Uh, but no hottie cutout uh, cardboard <clears throat> yeah. cutouts. That's for sure. Um, I was like, uh, how do I get that Harry Styles cutout? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Yeah, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go next? I can. Um, 
my this was a hard choice and it was a last minute choice by the way I switched oh. it around right before okay. we got on this, on this oh. call. But my number one crush is Randall Parks Marcus to Ali. Wa- is this your number one? This is my- <laughs> okay. We're gonna talk together. Oh well, here then then you go because I I love this no, so go. much. Uh, <laughs> go 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 go. Okay, so I'll 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 quick do a quick thing and then you I'll turn it over to you because I because then I can talk about the one that w- that really battled this out at the oh top. Oh my God, I love you. But um, this is from Always Be My Maybe on a Netflix. So came out from Oh my God. Such a cute movie. I w- watched it, I think, once or twice. And then I was visiting Kim and then we watched it again and we laughed and we cried. Um, I think that is just such a funny, sweet movie. There's so many great moments and there is a moment where she says something to him where she's like, I loved you ever since we were kids. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. such a sweet declaration of love. And if you watch the movie really closely, he gets this look on his face, which is, I don't know when Lauren and I were talking about someone saying that they love you and it's jarring because you're not sure if you feel the same way. He kind of gets this look on his face, which I think is a testament to him as an actor. And he, looks very scared and she calls him out on it. And I love that. Um, and just, I, I won't do any of it justice, but when he goes and declares his love for her in mm-hmm. front of all these photographers and he says, I want to be where you are, wherever you are, I want to be mm-hmm. there. I just was like, uh, and then to Christina's point, like I too love couples that have like a cute little thing or a cute story or an inside joke. And he says, can I hold your purse for you? <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> oh, you guys says I want to hold your purse. A dream man. I mean, he, and I feel like, I feel like he is, I feel like they, they pushed each other to, um, you know, not, out of their comfort zones, but they were still true to themselves. And we've talked about it, this on this show before, but man, we love a fictional character who supports a successful woman. And I love that that Mm -hmm. is, he had to get to that mindset to say like, Oh, I'm not intimidated by your success or turned off by it. I support you and I'll hold your purse and be cool with it. And they have this cute little like banter. And then I know we're talking romantic love today, but there is very some some sweet declarations of love at the very end about his mom that I'm just like, oh, I love that. So I'll hand it over to you, Kim. I, I don't want to steal your your number one. We very rarely pick the same number one. I don't know that oh, this. That's a good one, though. It, uh, yeah, I, I. He's so adorable. I love him so much. Are you guys? Have you guys watched Wandavision? I'm. It's on my queue. I need to get into okay, it. Good. I've been very slow, but I want. He has the cutest role. Oof. I love him. How far is he? Because I I think I've watched like half of it. Where no, is he's he? in it. You know, he's yeah, he's in it from the beginning. Well, maybe like. Episode two or three. Okay. Mo will tell you though in the way that I watch things. <laughs> <laughs> it's on in the other room when she's yeah. doing stuff. But this is why this is why I like uh, um, K dramas because you have to pay like for that. The episodes can be kind of long, but you have to focus. You have to read the entire yeah. time. You can't be on your phone. You can't do this. Yep. I'm like I swear I have been in the room while that show has been on for at least. <laughs> Five or six episodes, and I don't remember him. I know what's going on. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> my boyfriend with his phone like this in front of his face. <laughs> As I will you guys literally pop quiz him. I bet like, you. You said you want to watch this movie. <laughs> you said you want to watch this movie, 
and he's got this phone in front of his face. I go, tell me what happened. I'll pause it. I'll be like, tell me what just happened. Tell me just what, what just happened in this scene. It's very funny to see him scramble to be like, um, uh, so she, she, she looked at him, uh, and, and he, uh, he, he took out a gun. <laughs> anyway, um, I love always be my maybe. I know, uh, Michelle and I have talked about this in the past. I actually, I love Randall Park's declaration at the end of the movie. I mean, come on. I mean, he even says like, I want to have lots of sex with you. Oops. I probably should have left that part out. I, deg- he's, I didn't think that he's like, I didn't think that. I cheapen this whole thing. (laughs) It's very funny. But what I loved the most actually in this movie was Sasha Tran, Ali Wong's declaration of love. Because first of all, seeing a woman tell a man she loves him without needing to be prompted without him having to do this grand gesture. And then she's like, I love you too. I thought it was so forward thinking and progressive for her to own it because they were in the middle of a fight. Like if Mm -hmm. you remember, this is a spoiler alert, but they're in the middle of a fight, as you can imagine in a rom-com. Um, I love this quote so much. I copy and pasted it. I found it on the internet because I was like, this is so good. I just want to read it real quick, but it's, it, I feel like it represents the modern woman and it feels like a modern rom-com. And this is why I love this monologue, but she says, I love you, Marcus. I've loved you since we were kids and I don't need you to live my life, but I need you to understand that this is my life. I want to be with you. I want to come home to you. Even when you're being an asshole after the opening, I'm going to go to New York and if you don't want to come with me, then just say it. And I, That's awesome. ugh, mm-hmm. it's so, so good. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert, Randall Park says, I don't want to go with you. And she closes he, and it he out with shocked. And I remember yes. when he was like, I don't want to go with you. And I remember when I saw it for the first time, I was like, oh. I don't. Wait, what? I don't know yeah. how I feel Excuse about me? that. I was like, "What do you mean he's not going?" But I can understand why he's intimidated, and I had all these feelings, and I was like, "The first time that you came to your what you were saying about she didn't need to like confer with her girlfriend and be like, should I tell him I love him and what do I do?' She just really confidently told him, and that, and she was so badass about it. I mean, we already think she's badass. And she's in standing real life. in this beautiful dress outside of their house, screaming at yeah. him. He's like <clears throat> up at the doorway or balcony mm-hmm. or whatever, and she's just like, "I love you," and this is what I think, and I just love it. And then, of course, he rejects her, and she closes it out with, "You're such a coward," and I was like. Good for mm-hmm. her. I'm like slow clapping. I love this entire moment. This movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, oh rewatch so it. It's oh, so great. I've seen it. I love it. I just don't like. I was like sitting here trying to remember that, and I was like, "Is it in front of a lot of people?" That scene was when you were in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good rewatch. I would. It's I definitely highly a good rewatch. You'll. I think you'll like it if you rewatch it. But it's just it watching that scene again. It it brings different feelings every time. Like the first time, I was like, "Oh no, he's not gonna. He's gonna say no." And then I was like, "Oh wait, I didn't want. Wait, did I want him to say no?" And I like that she didn't. Um, she didn't have to do that thing that is kind of tropey in some like rom com where she had to like apologize for what yeah. she said and or that she had to like crawl back to him. Like he had to figure out his life and he I, there's this moment where he goes and visits her restaurant and i think it strikes him that oh she's really she did this like she worked really hard mm-hmm. to do this and i should be proud of it i shouldn't be um think that i makes me less than or embarrassed by it that it, yeah it, i mean it's real mm-hmm. and it, you know it's actually interesting just from a romance author perspective and i was thinking about this today <clears throat> um 
because there's this uh, documentary right now. This is a little bit of a tangent, but I'll get back to the point. Oh, I love a documentary. Where right? um, yeah. It's called like Naughty Romance or something. Oh. It's on Hulu right now. And they basically, they interview a few um, mm. in self-published, independently published romance authors. And one of the things that is sort of thematic through this movie is that these women who found great success in self-publishing in 2012, 13, 14, were very often with partners who were totally not supported and were very threatened by their success. Mm. And at one point, um, I don't remember which author's husband, I think it might've been CJ Roberts, but her husband is like, this is hard on my ego that you're making so much money. And like, but not in like a, I'm being vulnerable kind of way in a, like, I don't like this. You need to do something else kind of way. And, um, it is really interesting to see a movie where a woman is like, listen, I love you. And you're just going to have to like be on board with this being my life and my situation. And I'm not going to play games and try and make you feel like the big man Mm -hmm. here. Like you can be the big man in your own way, but I'm not going to be a smaller woman so that you fit into this space. And I really love that. I love that moment for exactly that reason. And I just, I feel like, you know, in a lot of times in romance, what we see is a woman has to kind of soften herself or make herself Mm -hmm. smaller Mm -hmm. um, in order to like, we see them fall in love when she has softened. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, she's been torn down. She's been... Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she's just made the decision to be more vulnerable and soft. Yeah. And it's like, you can still be a badass and be like... And okay, vulnerable. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm letting love in, but I'm still a badass. Oh, yeah. You know? that, this is what I... It, it, what you said is exactly why I love this monologue. It's so badass, but it's so vulnerable. It's like... Yo, I love you, but look, Mm -hmm. like, you need to be cool. Like, this needs to happen. This is my life. And I'm going to make this decision with or without you. Do you love me, too? I love it. Right. I I was like the perfect mix, right? Because she she didn't come off like she was uh, being like, they didn't write Yeah, it was some ultimatum and that she was being bitchy or whatever. Like, there were so many categories they could have put her in. Like, oh, she's bitchy or, oh, the other end of the spectrum. She's like groveling and apologizing for who she is. And it was just the perfect amount. Learned, I think you said like believable. It's it's believable. Mm, And I was like, good for her for, because we were talking about it before. It's hard to, to say that you love someone and to make that declaration. And she said it with no apologies and it was so lovely. And then it was, it spurred him to, to think, well, maybe, you know, maybe I made the wrong choice. So it was like, right. I like to joke. Mm-hmm. I love a good two for one. There's two declarations of love in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love them both. Um, what's funny is we've talked about Keanu Reeves being in this movie um, oh, and yeah. how much we That's love him. It's I'm a, okay with it. It's a That's weird totally cameo, fine. but 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 I, I do love it. Um, I That's love good. that Ali Wong and Randall Park wrote it with him in mind. And they thought that he would not say yes, but he got a copy of the script and he said he sounds like the best person he just he does. So awesome. yeah michelle and i like super stalk him uh whenever possible online and like anything you find about him it's all love and butterflies and sunshine he's he seems like the best person ever not that i know him but i a girl can dream what he's putting out there looks great yes looks great. yes and so apparently he saw ali wong's 
Netflix special Baby Cobra, and he liked it so much that when he read the script, he was said, um, I'd absolutely do this, happy to do it. And then, according to Ali Wong, he wrote her and said, I would be honored to be a part of your love story, which he is quoting from her special. And I was like, Keanu Reeves, stop it, stop it. Now, I'm just Reeves. I'm just going to say I won't fangirl out too hard on the book because I know we've already talked about it. But there is a character in uh, the new Christina Lauren book, The Soulmate Equation, and his first name is River. Now, (laughs) if you're not a hot guy named River, you are misnamed. Like if there's a a guy who's named River who shows up and is like – not good looking, you'd be together. like, Ugh. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, I have a theory about the name Sebastian that you are only hot if you are named Sebastian. Like, if you are named Sebastian, somehow you are like hot, hot as all hell. Anyway, I interrupted. Go on. No, right. I, I think that's, yes. I think that's perfect. I and I felt like I was re- when I was reading the book, I was thinking, I was like, God, remember that's such a hot name. It's like Keanu Reeves. Like, you can't show up and be like ugly and be like Keanu Reeves. And then you guys think there's like a funny joke about Keanu. Keanu in, yep. in the book and I was like man these girls are reading my mind <laughs> but yeah I, I love me a good Keanu Reeves uh, cameo even if it's um, a weird yeah. version of, of well, his true self fun fact too uh, I was reading about this because I was researching the movie and uh, Keanu helped write his own lines in the oh film oh my gosh that's adorable isn't that sweet oh, and on, t- on top of it he was totally okay with Randall Park writing the lyrics to the song titled I Punched Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs> that they used in the movie it, it, Randall Park co-wrote it with Dan the Automator but it's it, it, that just puts a smile on my face too that Keanu's so comfortable in his own yeah. skin that he's like yeah dude write a write a nerd you know rap song about you punching me in the I think I the th- the songs in that are so good. I'm like huge. It's all a huge Dan the Automator fan in anything Ugh, he does. So like so I wasn't good. surprised that he wrote the lyrics to that song or contributed to it. Um, there's so much um, from the Bay Area. So I love anything Bay Area related. And so this has all of those. They're, they're both from the Bay Area. And so it just has all of uh, these like pulling at my heartstrings every single moment. And Michelle Buteau, who plays the friend slash kind of like assistant, ugh, some of her lines, like I'm just rewatching this movie. I was like, I forgot. Like there's just mm. still these so many laugh out loud moments when it's a funny movie. When she said, I won't give this away for people who haven't watched it, but there's something that happens towards the end. And Randall Park is like, why would she do that? And Michelle Buteau's character goes, you cute. But you dumb. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> made me laugh so hard. It made me laugh so hard. Uh, uh, look, I think these were such great picks. I mean, we had. I mean, we we went across the board here. Mm-hmm, I w- mm-hmm. I know that we're going to get into honorable mentions real quick, and I'm sure someone's going to drop this in the honorable mentions. But last fun fact about Always Be My Maybe, they wrote it as an, a modern homage to When Harry Met Sally. 
I was, oh, so I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's good because that's also a perfect declaration. I mean, it's hilarious, when, right? Like when Harry does his whole yeah. monologue, mm-hmm. like you want the rest of your life to start right now. Oh, I so love it. good. At the New Year's Eve mm. party. Oh, mm. so good. All right. So we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk through some new films and new things coming out that we probably, we can take a, probably a, a solid guess that they have a declaration of love in there somewhere mm-hmm. when we return. Hey guys, so we don't have any official sponsors or advertisers for our show, but we would like to give some special recognition to businesses that we have used and really appreciate. Uh, We would like today to tell you about Semicolon Bookstores, which is a black women-owned bookstore and gallery space in Chicago. Um, They came recommended to me and have been fantastic. Although they are open one day a week in the midst of this pandemic, you can check out their website at semicolonchi.com. They've got a great list of recommendations from everybody who works within the shop and some really fun categories uh, that are some books that are relevant to today, books for children and babies, as well as some books that you may recognize because they were made into movies. So if you get a chance, check out Semicolon Books. You can find them at semicolon, that's S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-N-C-H-I. Again, that's Semicolon Bookstores, and that's S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-N-C-H-I. Check them out. They're one of the best bookshops out there. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. Uh, We're talking declarations of love, and we thought, as always, we'd give you a couple recommendations on some new things that are coming out. Um, This first one is uh, one that I think I said to Kim, how soon can I watch this movie after I described it to her? She threw her money at the screen. It was was like, Michelle, it's not available yet. She's like, it's not. You got to wait. You got to wait a couple months. A new movie that's coming out is called Marry Me. It stars uh, Jennifer Lopez. Owen Wilson, Maluma. Oof, he is too hot. Um, but <laughs> you could have sold me on those things alone. So it's got JLo and Maluma. They play pop stars in a crumbling relationship after Cat, played by Jennifer Lopez, learns that Bastion, not Sebastian, but just Bastion, is cheating on her right before they're about to marry. She decides to marry a stranger in the crowd, played by Owen Wilson. That comes out on May 14th, and I don't know if anybody follows any of the hot goss right happening in the celebrity world it right now. Feels too I don't know. Close. I don't know if art is imitating life or life's imitating art right there, but I'm, I'm, I will still watch this. <laughs> It sounds awesome. <laughs> it sounds sounds really amazing. Awesome. I just want to see Owen Wilson and JLo and Owen being like, wow. wow. Like, you know, his Owen Wilson self with JLo. I mean, come on. He's just Owen Wilson in every movie. <laughs> it's very much. <laughs> yeah. when, I saw the, when I saw the trailer, I was like, wait a minute. Who does she? Wait, she, the, she, the love interest is Owen Wilson. It's not Maluma. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, I feel like yeah. they really went to the other end of like the leading man spectrum because they could not look any different. And yeah. I don't know about Maluma's acting style, but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I doubt he's out there going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> 
wow. And insert some Wes Anderson quote. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, I, you know, look, JLo, we talked about how JLo got snubbed with uh, Hustlers. So I don't know. JLo's like. I love a good JLo rom com. I'm not going to lie. Come on. Oh my God, Made in Manhattan. I love that movie. I- Isn't that. I swear that's that's her daughter's favorite. Like she always asks me. I watch I watch movies with Lois' daughter. She's eleven, and we watch them on Facetime. Oh. And she'll be like, at least at least three times she has said to me, "Have you seen Made in Manhattan <laughs> or The Wedding Planner?" The Wedding Planner is great. I love The Wedding Planner. She's great in that. Um, she is great in that. I will say I also liked her in the one that came out a couple years ago, Second Act. With her and oh, Milo Ventimiglia, I thought she oh, I was. I, no spoilers here, but I was thoroughly entertained. I don't think it did very well, but I'm like, that's all right. I wasn't mad at it. Um, next up, coming out on June 18th is The Heights. Now, I don't. I in the heights. I, in the heights. In the Heights? Mm-hmm. In the Heights by Lin-Manuel Miranda. You guys know it as a, a musical that had 13 Tony nominations. I, I'll be honest, don't know that much about the play. I've seen the trailer. Um, but I think that there's going to be at least a declaration of love in song form in this movie. Um, it explores the lives of residents in the fast, um, the fast, gentrifying, and largely immigrant New York City neighborhood of Washington Heights. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I know it's been delayed quite a few times. I think it was supposed to come out last year. So we have that to look forward to. And then in between, on May 18th, you also have, obviously, uh, The Soulmate Equation to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pre-order it from <laughs> That your- was a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you, there's... We're going to hold you over from, like, J-Lo to Lin-Manuel. So, don't worry. C-Lo's got you. <laughs> These girls have got you. This book, there are so many moments... Listeners, I was laughing out loud. I loved these characters. And um, I wish the characters and, like I said, this company, wish they existed in real life. There was, um, I, I'll send it to you guys so you can include it in the show notes. And I'm not going to get all the details right. But basically, there was a big science award um, given recently. And a, a, a high school student from Korea won it for creating an algorithm that matches an infinite number of males with an infinite number of females to find the perfect match Whoa. for um, each other. We're getting so it's closer every day. Oh getting my. closer. So it is sort of like, it's like the math version of the, what we were doing with the soulmate equation. Right. And I'm sure she takes all different kinds of characteristics and personality assessments and all sort of meta- measurements into account. And I don't know exactly how her algorithm works because the NPR story didn't have a ton of detail, but I thought it was really cool that it like came out That's right now. She's like a high school senior. No. Oh my God. Stop. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's People crazy. Are smart. <laughs> Just young girls are going to save the world. They are. I mean, truly, truly. They've been keeping it uh, propped yeah. up for quite some time. Uh, we all been pr- keeping it afloat this whole time, you guys. It's yeah, welcome. yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, look, this has nothing to do with fiction, but I'm going to throw out a recommendation. There's a show on HBO Max, a reality show that I gotten addicted to called first dates there is a uk version an ireland version an australia version i didn't even know there was all these versions because i was only familiar with the uk version because i just so happened to see it on tv when i was in the uk one time and i was like oh my god they got it on hbo max and now <laughs> i was t- 
talking to my boyfriend because we were addicted to this show. And what I love about the show is that it's a restaurant that is purely for first dates and they're blind dates because the producers set and match people together. So you show up, like say you're a dater, you show up as if you are going to a normal date and you check in, you're like, hi, I'm Kim. I'm here for my date. And, you know, they'll walk you to the table or to the bar and, you know, either your date might already be there or maybe they're coming right behind you. But it is so fascinating. And I said, oh my God, if I could have the job of being a producer of matching people, I would love to do that. Like they interview the people and get an idea of like who they are and what they're interested in, the kind of people that they are attracted to. And I guess they do their magic. And I, and I swear, some of the people they match together, I'm like, oh, my God, this person just made like, this is like a soulmate, you know what I mean? Soulmate situation. Um, but a like soulmate connection, just not a, it's like, like not a soulmate equation, but close. Not an equation, but it's definitely it's definitely something where they're not doing the American reality show where clearly they're just throwing people together. They're just trying to troll. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that I was like, are any terrible? Because I imagine producers finding ones that work really well together. And then ones that do not No, So you can tell that they're making a genuine effort. There has never been a date where the people where you saw them together and you're like, Oh no, you know what I mean? Like, they genuinely try in any way. I'm addicted to this show. I highly recommend it because I think it's very cute to see people potentially have that first spark. Uh, and you get to witness that. I think that's so cool. But anyway, in another lifetime, I was a producer on a show called <laughs> First Dates. Uh, <laughs> that would be such a fun job. I think that would be a fun job. I uh, Full disclosure, I have been on blind dates, but I've never been on a good blind date. Always mm. bad ones. So you're like Josh and Hazel from Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, where they just continually go on bad dates until they realize they're in love with each other. <laughs> the whole summary right there. Yep. Yes. I need that. I need I'm that. To read that one. But yes, I have been um, fixed up on many a blind date. Also, this is not new, but just an FYI for anybody who needs to see it. I definitely have been needing to see it. But Pride and Prejudice, the original with Colin Firth, is now available on HBO Max. So if you need a rewatch or a watch for the first time, which is what I'm going to do, because <laughs> I've never been able to find it for whatever crazy reason. I guess like the BBC had it on lockdown or something. But I am finally going to be able to watch the original Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. And I'm very excited. It's so good. I'm very excited. We've been so watching the- Kira Knightley. What'd you say? Huh? So staunchly that version. The oh. Have version. you seen the Colin Firth one? I don't think you've seen the I Colin mean, Firth. it's been on in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I think they both have, they both have something to offer. Colin Firth is just, he's so, he's so great. I mean, I can only imagine. Um, I think he's uh, adorable in anything I've seen him in. Love Actually, what have you. I, I'm, I'm a fan. So FYI, that is... Out and about on HBO Max, listeners. Um, were there any th- Were there any other promotions we needed before we get into honorable mentions? No, you covered. We covered it. We've got it all. We've got you guys covered between books, movies, and and reality shows. You guys are covered. Your content until June. Your so. content calendar is filled, baby. Um, so, Lauren or Christina, do any of you want to throw out your honorable mentions for this week for characters who had a a great declaration of love. 
I think I'm going to change one of mine. I, I can't remember if Lo did this, but I, but her and I can do this together. Because if anybody has seen Crash Landing on You. Oh, no. Is that one you're doing, Lo? <laughs> it is? I mean, obviously, I would do that one. <laughs> I didn't know that you did. Okay, then I'm going to do another one. Okay. No, no, it's fine. Then, I, would, um, I was about to change mine as well because I originally had Clueless and... Uh, uh, which is also adorable. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Crash Landing on You is so cute because, I mean, it's this show is banana pants. It's so good. You have to watch it. It's a Korean drama. <gasps> it is like so well produced and acted. It has one of my favorite actors. But the moment that she first says, I love you, it's in this like totally fraught situation where they're like on the phone and she's being kidnapped. And he's like, tell me where you are. Tell me what you see. I can find you. And she's just like, you know, I love you. And then they take the phone <gasps> away and he's just like, and they, and he, they, you hear a gunshot and he's just like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? Oh my, oh my. Where can I find it's, this? It is just, yeah. it's on Netflix. Okay. It's, it's so on Netflix. Oh. It like, is everything you want in a romance. Oh. It is, it is like has the best set of like secondary characters of any show like I think I've ever seen. Wow. And like Lo, Lo has said this before, but one of the things like we love so much about um, like K-drama romances is that they are so unapologetically yeah, it's true. about it's, romance. It's, it's they true. Are so, but this show is just like, you think you know where it's going to go and then it goes so place totally different. And <gasps> another, another scene, Lo, is the scene with the ring. Oh. It's just, it's just, it's, like the whole show is amazing. You guys are going to start watching it yes. and you're going to be like, I am unable to think about anything else now. Or damn that else. Christina Lauren, because it, it will damn change you. your life. Damn you. And so thank I you. am a person that when, when people tell me to, to like do something, if too many people are saying it, I get sort of stubborn and I'm sort of like, I, d I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Just, just to be difficult. Um, and this show is like, you have to give it a second because the first episode has sort of some ridiculousness, but once you do it's, I mean, if you were to talk like romance, it's like not hate to love, but they do not like each other mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, um, it is just, it's, it's just so good. And the show, the episodes are like, uh, 60, no, 90 minutes long. Wow. <laughs> and there's like 16 or 17 of them. Oh, wow. wow. So, I just pulled it Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah. You will be, sorry. <laughs> you will be so happy. You will be, crash yeah. landing and on it, you. To set it up. Crash landing. To on set you. it up. She is like, um, a, like a famous person in South Korea and he is in North Korea and she ends Whoa. up in North Korea and it's about getting her. That's back heavy. Wow. No, it's amazing. No, I, I'm interested. You hooked me. Holy shit. Oh, it's so good. That's, I love Whoa. It. That's some like, that's some shit right there. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm gonna in. start watching after we get up. I'm Listen. gonna I'm gonna tee up um, my HBO Max and start watching some first dates and my Netflix. I'm gonna watch this. It's gonna be all kinds of stuff happening. Uh I was addicted to some Korean dramas for a hot minute and then I didn't know where to find them. I guess I could have just asked people and did some basic internet searches, I suppose. But there's so many good ones and they're telling they're telling stories and doing television the way that I want to watch it mm. that US TV generally isn't doing. Wow. And they're just, they have this formula. They got it dialed in. And it's funny. This is a funny return to the beginning of our conversation because for especially the romance storylines, 
there's always the the destiny plot, right? Mm-hmm. So they believe so strongly in these romance storylines. There's such a firm belief in these two people being fated for each other. Um, and so there's always like some childhood connection or some like one of them saved the other in the past and they forgot about it or... And it's just like, it's really lovely. You know, they're very satisfying stories. Uh, look, I, I you signed I me up. That. You hooked me. I love that. I love I'm stuff ready. that's satisfying. Um, what's interesting is like, <laughs> yes. I love stuff that's satisfying, especially like TV, especially now when things are like, it's been mm-hmm. a tough time for all of us. Um, this, the last year, the last couple of years, um, one of my coworkers recommended this Japanese reality show called Terrace House. And, I always think of reality TV in like the American context. So when Kim was talking about these first dates and that it's really like satisfying to watch, I think like the um, great British British bake off is very, Mm -hmm. they're very kind to one another. And in this, in the, there's various segments of Terrace House, but this one is uh, the one that I watched was, I made Kim watch it too, but there's so many episodes, but it was also so satisfying because the, people that are it's almost like um a real world situation where they put different people in a house and they have to live together and see if it's not necessarily supposed to be a romantic connection but sometimes romance does happen but i was pleasantly surprised at how kind they were to each other and i was like oh in reality u.s reality world all these housewives do is swear at each other and throw wine glasses (laughs) and i think that's a big piece of the fictional drama too for me is that like in U.S., well, I, I mean, this might not be totally fair to say, but I feel like when we say drama here, it means like family fighting and like loud voices mm-hmm. and backstabbing. And there's definitely some like crappy people in these shows that we've been just completely in love with. But also there's a level of respect and calm Yeah. that I feel like we don't always channel here so well. Whereas like, you know, you'll see there'll be like an argument between two characters but it's like very matter of fact and where like in a US drama, they might start yelling. These two people sort of go their separate ways, think about it and come back, to, you know, or they agree to disagree. Yeah. Like one person doesn't have to be right, you know? Yeah. It's very lovely. Oh, that is so I lovely. Love yeah. American That's just what we need. To, we like to fight. Every, yeah. We everything fight. needs to Turn be up like heightened up to 11. So wild. Do you guys, do you ladies have any other honorable mentions you want to throw out? Um, oh, go though. No, no, I stole yours. Go. no, go, go, go. No, I already said mine. Um, I watched, uh, to all the boys. Um, <laughs> yes. what is this one called? Uh, Always and forever now and forever. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So what I love so much about this and I don't know, I, it's pretty new. So I guess I don't want to spoil it, but I had said earlier, one thing I love is, um, people who are like fixing things or, you know, that, and so they break up. And I remember watching it and I was having a really bad day when I was watching it. And I was like, I'm emotionally compromised. Don't, break <laughs> you know? Don't do like, this to because, me. You know, like in the, in the kissing booth in like the first kissing booth, which I guess is a bad example. I don't know. <laughs> but like they do the adult thing where it's like, he, he goes off and she goes off. And I thought that's what was going to happen because in this, they do it kind of so maturely where 
she they're getting ready to go to college because it's the third one for anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it. They're getting ready to go to college. She doesn't get into the school that they have been planning that they're going to go to together. I think it's Stanford, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. Yeah. And she doesn't tell him for a while. Mm-hmm. And either he's making plans and he's like super excited. And she's just like, yeah, yeah, not telling him. And um, they end up breaking up because she they go on a trip to New York and she falls in love with New York, but like mm-hmm. New York and California, how are they going to do this? And so it's this kind of like very adult thing suddenly where you have this high school love and then you have to figure out how that's going to work in the real world. So they break up and you're just heartbroken and wondering what's going to happen. But he comes back at the end and they essentially, I'm going to, I'm going to get it wrong. I know I am, but like they both sign, I think it's like a contract basically saying like, they're not giving up. Mm. They're going to go to school. They're going to be far apart, but when they see each other, it's going to be even better. And they're both going to try and they're, you know, they're both going to like grow together and not grow apart. And it's so lovely so and it was so unexpected. I did not think it was going to turn out that way. Oh, well, I haven't seen that one yet, but it sounds adorable. It does. <laughs> oh, it sounds so You can sweet. still see it. You can oh, still yeah. see it. And it, I think mm-hmm. it's, I, I loved these movies. I loved the first one. I thought it was so cute. Um, her declaration of love to him in the first one. And then I, the second one wasn't necessarily my favorite of the three movies. But when he, when Peter Kavinsky says, break my heart into a thousand pieces, I yes. mean, I'm not going to lie. My heart did a little flip. I was like, oh, find you a guy yep. and say that to you. <laughs> also, he looks like he's like 30 or something. So, <laughs> so it's, not, in a, it's not inappropriate for me to think that. He's a grown adult, you no, guys. No, no. I mean, I, I'm supposed to think like they're going to prom and he's 18 and I'm like, is he? You're like, he's got a 401k. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a 401k. He ain't no high schooler. He got a 401k. He, ha- he pays for his health insurance. Uh, <laughs> Pays for his own health insurance. He's got, you know, he's got a, a nice Blue Cross Blue Shield health insurance uh, <laughs> <laughs> through his through his employer. Anyway, we're getting into the weeds about Peter Kavinsky. Uh, Michelle, do you have any honorable mentions you want to toss out? Ooh, of course, I do. Well, first of all, I thought that we would be talking more about Pride and Prejudice. Um, a really good girlfriend of mine loves the Pride and Prejudice. She does love the Colin Firth one, but she also loves the one where Matthew Mm -hmm. McFadden is walking through the fog to see Kira Knightley. And it's so, this was at my number one spot. This is going to be my number one choice. Debbie, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I didn't mention it as my number one. We were recently at a socially distanced lunch with some friends and two of the friends we were with hadn't seen this movie. And so my friend Debbie started describing this declaration of love, this so gesture good. of him going, you know, to find her because he can't sleep. Strides through the fog. <laughs> it is a stride. And, oh. and she's describing it and she knew the whole monologue, the whole you've bewitched me, um, body I and soul. And and she's telling this whole thing. And one of the um, friends in our group is a guy and he was like, mm-hmm. He was like, okay, like, <laughs> I guess <laughs> like, he wasn't totally on board, but he was very kind to listen to us do the whole, do the whole bit it's and talk so about it. Good. But it's so good. I love I, that. I, I figured we would all say that one just as like a, we all acknowledge this is the best declaration <laughs> yeah, and now we will choose. Okay, My husband actually hadn't seen the movie and we watched it last week and he was just like, 
totally absorbed in it. He's like, I can't believe I haven't seen this. This is so good. I was like, babe, this is like the foundation of the romance genre. <laughs> yes. Like yes. everything yes. comes from this or Shakespeare. It's just two, oh, two different wow. things, you know? Yeah. So Ugh, and when he says that, it just gets me. That whole movie gets me every time. And I know that Matthew McFadden has showed up in other things, but he's in another show that I watch and um Succession. Oh, he is in Succession. Oh, he's yeah. in um The Last Kingdom as well, but not for very long. I'll just say that. Oh. That's not really a spoiler. But I'm just like, <laughs> oh, let's just go back to you striding and being like, You've bewitched me, body and soul. I God, really that love scene, that scene. the light, the like the sun came up just for him and yes. like, And it's like they come together and the lights between them and it's oh, just like oh it's like golden hour. It's just yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, I thought we were all gonna come on can come in with that. So that's why we just all assume everybody's going yeah, to this pick is it. True. Yeah. Okay, true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but I, what got knocked out at the last minute from my number one spot is from Little Women by Greta Gerwig came out in 2019. And it's Timothy Chalamet's Lori declaring his love for Joe. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I sat in the movie theater and I, yeah. and I was just like, Timothy Chalamet, like I was kind of <laughs> already into him, but when he does this whole yeah. monologue to her, he's like, I've loved you ever since I've known you. And I figured that you would love me. And I've waited all this time. Ugh, and I can only love you. It just, I watched it again and I was like, Ugh, it's so, so good. There's apparently, and I'm trying to think of of uh, one of our friends mentioned this to me, and I wanted to validate it that he improvised a fair amount of that scene. Oh my gosh! So oh, wow, sir, ugh, his his heartache. Take it down a notch. I know, but don't. But keep it right at that level. <laughs> Nobody can compete. Oh my gosh! There's this. Well, Keanu Reeves can compete. He can. Okay, but that movie is sort of ruined because I remember we saw this tweet one day that said that he looks like, like a, I can't, I'm going to get it wrong, like an expensive Italian shoe or an old Italian shoe or something. And now every time I see him, it's like, oh, oh that's so sad. Poor Timothy. Oh, poor Timothy. But he's doing all right. Um, he's doing we don't right. feel that bad for him. Nah. Um, there, But even though he does look maybe like a shoe, um, more on that later, <laughs> there is a moment where he says all this thing, he says all these things and Joe's like, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't know Little Woman, Joe's like, look. Anybody who has not seen with Little Women <laughs> in all of the many versions. Exactly. Yeah. Joe says, no, thank you. No dice. Um, um, which, which sadly, um, Little Shoe has to take. And then, <laughs> and then he says something so heartbroken and he's like, is that all? And then she says, yes. And he turns to walk away and she goes, wait, accept. And he turns around and he gives her like this look and this nod and he's totally bro heartbroken. And he thinks that she's going to say, well, I love you or I've changed my mind, but she doesn't. But the look and that he gives oh. her is just also just takes my heart. There's also, I mean, talk about a two for one. There's also a declaration of love at the end where she goes to meet F Frederick and her sister are cheering 
her on. And I know we talked at the beginning about soulmates and friends who are soulmates of ours. And I was like, that's what you want. Like, if you're going to go declare your love to somebody, you want your soulmate friend, you want your sister, you know, your sister or your sister from another mister, um, which is what I refer to Kim as all the time, um, that you want them cheering you on and being like, you got it. That's, that's the right choice. And she says, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay. And I was like, oh, so uh, that was, on the tag number one spot and then real quickly um edward to vivian and pretty woman when he takes the limo <laughs> with the music and the fire yeah. escape and i love that scene but that is the weirdest kiss it is a weird kiss and it's <laughs> it a close and it's kiss. a close-up of a weird it's kiss. a close-up kiss and her eyes are sort of open and like rolling and it's like it's all very strange like that i kind of have to look away when they start to kiss which i never do yeah i usually watch the kiss <laughs> watch like the train times. wreck watch the train wreck as it happens mm-hmm. but yeah otherwise perfect moment i, I, I think i love it because when she says um you know she rescue when he goes what happens when he rescues her and she rescues him right back and i like yeah. that as like a like a strong woman moment yeah and then my last one comes from parks and rec where um <laughs> leslie nope and ben wyatt say to each other i would think it's when they're getting married and they say i love you and i like you and i think that's so Aww. sweet that's so i've never cute. seen parks and rec oh it's Aww. it's lovely it's, it's so very good. funny yeah that's one that you could put on and, and definitely go into the other room and leave the room. There's so yeah. there's so many episodes. You'd be I fine. watched it. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, you probably did watch it. You just don't remember. <laughs> you probably did watch You're it. like, wait, Amy Poehler's in that? What? Yeah. <laughs> Is that where she got famous? What? <laughs> um, I you, will Kim? throw out my honorable mentions real quick. I just got two quick ones. Uh, I love George McFly. I know he's a pushover, but when he go, he has his nice little character arc. He punches out Biff. He he takes <laughs> uh, uh, Lorraine's hand. Oh, come on. And like they look at each other and they walk off and their eyes are just locked on each other. I mean, I have no problems with this. I love George I McFly love finally, finally stepping up. And also it's very funny, as Michelle mentioned earlier, him going, I'm your density. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> that is it's just so iconic. funny. It's so iconic. I it's love like it. one of the funniest lines ever written. Uh, I love that. I love wordplay. But yeah, George McFly, love you. Love you and Back to the Future. Um, and I'm also going to give a little shout out to uh forrest gump because listen when he tells jenny he's like you know it's like after a lovely night they it's very calm there's nothing big or too grand about the what he does but he just wants to tell her he loves her he gets rejected obviously and you know he does his line about like i may not be a smart man but i know what love is and i'm just like yes you do forest yes you do you know what love is and jenny's just not ready to meet you there yet but uh yeah as i scream cry to the screen i just think about how much i uh god i love that movie but anyway 
Forrest Gump, George McFly, those are my honorable mentions. This I week. love I love when he goes to visit Jenny's grave and he talks about their oh. their son and he's like mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't ugly cry like you did in Ghost. They're like he's like he's smart. Yes. Oh. <laughs> when he goes Jenny, he's so smart. Oh he my god. I'm so proud. Oh, oh god. Oh. Listen, it's not a decoration of love, but I do love the fact that like she leaves in the middle of the night. And his first inclination is just to hit the road running. And then he goes on yeah. that running journey for like yeah. six months or whatever it is. It's like- We're all like, wow, that is so relatable. <laughs> I would not run across the country, but that instinct to just want to run. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's it. like, and then at the very end, it's just so funny where he's like, what it looks like, I think it's uh, the famous road, I think in Utah, right? And he's running, he's got his followers, you know, uh, that are running behind him and he just stops and they're all like, oh my God, okay, guys, he's about, he's about to say something. <laughs> <laughs> he just slowly turns around and he's like, well, I'm really tired. I think I'll go home now. <laughs> I'll go home now. <laughs> and then he doesn't even run. He just slowly starts walking he away. Yep. Walks away. It's very funny. Anyway, I could one. quote Forrest Gump all day, every day, but... <laughs> So many, I mean, there's just so many great declarations of love in there. I think Sally uh, Field as his, as mama is mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. The thing she does for her son. I mean, me and my boyfriend still quote this quote. Um, <laughs> when she, at the very top of the movie, she's trying to get Forrest in the normal school into normal classes. And the principal is like, is there a Mr. Gump? And then it cuts to like them having sex. <laughs> He's on vacation. He's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, you know, poor Forrest is sat outside the house while, you know, the happenings are going on in the house. And later on, she's reading to him and he's like, Mama, what's vacation mean? <laughs> and she's like, it's when you go someplace and you don't ever come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so quotable, right? Anyway, the things like she did for the, her son and like, oh, God, I just love so many things. Things, Bubba, guys, we could be on. We could be here forever for me talking about. <laughs> we need a Talk whole, yeah, we movie. need a whole podcast dedicated just to the love between Bubba and Forrest. Oh God, don't even get me started. Um, ladies, this has been so much fun. I hope you guys have had fun. Thank you so much for joining lovely. us. Thank uh, you. We are big fans, and uh, so ex- we're so excited to have you as our guest today. Well, thank you for having us. This was a lot yeah. of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Before we let you go, is there, can you let our followers, followers, our listeners know how they can follow you and your work? Sure. So on Twitter, we are at Christina Lauren. And on Instagram, we are at Christina Lauren. And Facebook is Christina Lauren Books. And that is also our website, which is ChristinaLaurenBooks.com. And we have a Facebook group that's a really fun place. It's CeeLo and Friends. So we tend to be there when we're on Facebook more than anywhere. So I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Pick up every uh, listeners. Please pick up your copy of the soulmate equation. You can pre-order it. It comes out officially on May 18th. It will make you laugh. It might make you cry a little bit, Um, but it might make you believe in destiny or density. Um, You let us know. (laughs) Both or both. (laughs) Both at the same time. We love both. Thank you to Campfire Media and Christina and, and Lauren, you know, for Kim and for me, you have bewitched us. 
body and soul. Ah. <laughs> oh, cute. In between episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally. And feel free to slide into those DMs. Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally, with original music by the talented Edith Mudge, artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock, and produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real. Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.